Guten Morgen, Deutschland, and welcome to the Championship Week edition of the Pits and Peril podcast. I'm your faithful host, excuse me, your host, your faithful commissioner, Anthony Yazaki, once again, and I am joined today by Cappy, who's making his very first appearance on the pod. Cappy, say hi to uh, the good people of Germany. What's up, people of Germany? How we doing? So, uh, Cappy, like I was saying, it's your first time on the show, but uh, it's funny that it also happens to coincide with the birthday of your lovely fiance, Jolene. So I'm just wondering, uh, what does she think of what does she think of all this? Is she awake? Is she aware of what you're doing right now? Uh, she is awake. Uh, she is very nonplussed at the moment. At any point, we could get totally blown up. Uh, yeah, it, there, there was a good amount of horse trading that had to happen in order for me to uh, make this appearance today. Uh, we're going to a plant store later, and the budget has just been blown open. So uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I could come home with an entire forest of, of items. But I'm here, and I, I want to be very clear for all the listeners at home and the folks in Germany. Uh, you may be thinking this is a sympathy invitation, and I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, but to be clear, I was invited previously on the podcast I did have a couple weeks where, you know, I was the high point scorer, but the timing was just absolute shit. And, uh, and, and Todd was inflexible with his, with his invitation schedule. So I just want to make that clear. So I don't know what I'm, what I'm, I'm doing here exactly, but I, I could have been here before. This is my debut, but not my first invitation. Got it. Yeah, no, I mean, and you're in the third place uh, matchup here, so you could get back your 150 bucks and that might, you know, that, that could go towards your old, uh, plant purchase today. Yeah, I might be able to buy, I don't know, one one plant with that. Yeah, in this economy, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's, uh, so you're, you're, you're on here because, you know, you were, you were in the semifinals last week and things didn't quite turn out your way. Um, we had two kind of blowout matchups with uh, Ace beat you by about 60 points and Franco beat Todd by about 70 points. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't exactly the most climatic uh, uh, semifinal here. But, um, yeah, let's start with a quick recap of you and uh, your matchup with Ace. Um, You know, I think it had been noted throughout the season quite a bit that uh, your team had experienced some uh, pretty – had been pretty lucky with just its health situation throughout the season. And it seems like that just kind of all fell apart for you in the last couple weeks or so. And – yeah, just talk us through sort of how you were feeling going into this last week and how it all played out for you. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that that's exactly right. You know, my team was very healthy. And then uh, some words were uttered on the podcast uh, by, you know, some, some, some various parties. And the next thing you know, uh, my team was in absolute shambles, totally dissolved. And, uh, you know, like invitations on the podcast, it is all about timing. So, uh, you know, on the, on the bye week, week, what is that, week 15, uh, obviously uh, lost Lamar. Uh, and, you know, that was a little bit bit worrisome, but, you know, wasn't sure the extent of the injury. Uh, and then I lost Leonard Fournette. And that was that was really, you know, uh, my my running back uh, situation was not amazing, but I had two, you know, two studs uh, and there wasn't a good replacement for one of them. And uh, and actually that week, Franco, right, before, I think before the game started, he picked up Rojo. So I had, I had no good replacement there. And then obviously I lost Austin Eckler to, uh, to um, COVID and, and, you know, I'm not even going to go into the situation uh, <laughs> that unfolded there, but yeah, I mean, my, my, my team was just, uh, there were just some gaping holes 
in my in my boat and I was sinking and sinking fast. So, um, you know, I didn't I didn't have the Bitcoin to spend. I mean, you know, hats off to Ace. He, he got every little Jewish boy's dream. He was able to outduel his opponent by, you know, having more money that he had hoarded. Uh, so uh, he was you know, probably super happy with that. And, and uh, it just didn't didn't work out for me. So my team just really, really cratered at, at the wrong moment. And, you know, it's, it's not like the players that I did have uh, really, really, you know, showed up. Uh, you know, Stefan Diggs, Waddle had great games, but, you know, Metcalf was always fading. Gronkowski had three points. Um, it was just, it was just a, it was just a drubbing, you know, uh, there, there's just no two ways about it. I'm, I'm frankly, I'm glad I lost by 60 points than losing by 10 points, but um, yeah, it was, it was not fun to watch. Yeah. I hear you on, on, on just losing on a blowout is just so much easier psychologically than, than losing on, you know, on a Daniel Jones sack in garbage time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, just to, I, I know you didn't want to go into it, but just to put a, just to explain what happened. I mean, you know, Eckler went out, Justin Jackson was the next man up for San Diego and, or excuse me, the Los Angeles chargers. And you had been micromanaged into picking up Rashad Penny the previous week. And essentially that left Ace with more Bitcoin than you. And he was able to buy himself a little Hanukkah present with Justin Jackson, who I, yeah, I mean, 30 points. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and that's the, the, the whole thing about that too, is that, you know, I, I only had 16 Bitcoin and Ace had waiver priority. So I knew that if Ace chose to spend 16 or 17 Bitcoin, you know, he was going to obviously get it. So I was only trying to battle everyone else hoping that, you know, Ace wasn't paying attention. And obviously he, he very much was. So yeah, I 100% blame Todd for, for that move. But again, that said, uh, you know, there's, there's really nothing that even those 30 points wouldn't have necessarily saved me from the beatdown that I took. So again, a little bit of a silver lining there. Yeah, I hear you. So after that matchup, or let's just say on the other side of the uh, semifinal there. So Todd also got blown out by, by Franco. I think it was, yeah, by about 70 points or so. And so now um, it's going to be you versus Todd uh, in the third place matchup. Not, not exactly, uh, you know, this isn't exactly the marquee matchup that people want to hear about, but I do want to talk about it a little bit here. So you're facing off with Todd. Um, you guys are both basically playing to get your money back. And I know two Jews are not going to, you know, let up a good opportunity like that. So uh, going into the week, I think the really the only kind of major sort of move at all was you picking up uh, Trey Lance, dropping Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what, 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 what were you kind of thinking there? I mean, I guess Trey's likely to play and Trevor's just been kind of shit. But uh, is there anything else that you're, you're thinking about there? No, I mean, you know, I just wanted to get the garbage off my team. You know, <laughs> I should have gotten rid of rid of Trevor Lawrence, you know, 12 weeks ago. That would have improved my team's chances, I think. But uh, I didn't. And now I think it's the right time. You know, I'm playing for 150 bucks. I would love that money. Right. But uh, at the same time, I want to give the people a good game. And I think I want to watch a good game. And so if the if the Niners put, you know, Trey Lance in, I'm going to watch that game. Uh, you know, people are going to be a little bit fascinated by this, you know, this uh, third place uh, matchup because, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of boring otherwise. You know, I think, you know, Todd's got a couple uh, great QBs. Uh, you know, he's he's got some wide receivers that are that are hitting at this moment. You know, he's got some I think some 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 questionable uh, running back situation given Swift. But, uh, you know, our, our our teams are just kind of 
uninteresting at this point. And so I thought, hey, you know, I've got 16 Bitcoin left. Can't, you know, can't spend it in the afterlife yet until the stores in the afterlife open. So, you know, why not go ahead and spend it? Uh, yeah, you know, Trevor Lawrence was just the obvious body to drop. I mean, good God, that man is just fucking terrible. Um, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, if he, if the Niners announce him as the starter, I'll probably, uh, you know, throw him in sort of Roethlisberger and just see what happens, you know, what, what's the worst case. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I do have a bit of a, of a digression for you here, actually, um, having to do with Trevor Lawrence. And so sure. you remember like a week or two ago, Todd wanted to do this thing where everybody gives somebody else in the league an award for the season. Do you remember this? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, he, he was he was kind of assigning people, uh, kind of like Secret Santa style. Like everybody randomly gets a person that they have to uh, give an award to for the for the season. And oh yeah, for, sorry. Okay, yes, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I was actually going to do yours, and um, you you, you kind of ruined it by dropping by dropping Trevor Lawrence. But um, so. So just to, to back up here for just a sec. So, you know, in 2020, there was the whole GameStop, uh, you know, options and stock saga with uh, deep fucking value. And that was when I became aware of this, uh, of the term, you know, diamond hands about somebody who's just going to hold on to their position through thick and thin no matter what. And so I was going to award you the cubic zirconia hands award for holding on to Trevor Lawrence all season. Cause I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you had him from draft day and through just, just, just through an awful team, awful coach, awful situation and just holding him all year. And I thought you were going to hold him through the entire season, but you dropped him now in the last week. So now that whole joke is just out the window, man. I mean, I, I appreciate the effort that went into that joke. And frankly, I don't think it's lost because I mean, dropping him weeks ahead of week 17 is basically holding him all the way through thick and thin. And if I can just, you know, if we can just rehash, you know, Trevor Lawrence's, you know, football success, he had 22 points in week one. Right. And ever since then, the man has not performed. I mean, he's had some, you know, he's had a, he had a 22 point week. Sure. But he's also had, I would say a half dozen, five, six, or seven point weeks. And I played him, you know, I played him through that. So uh, I appreciate the award. I, I, you know, even though I dropped him this week, I think it, uh, uh, I will accept my punishment uh, <laughs> and that award in kind. Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence just fucking sucks. And I don't know what I was thinking. You know, you just look back at some decisions that, that you make and you just kind of realize that you weren't thinking clearly right? There was just that emotional component and you could just logic your way into anything. And, and that's what, what Trevor Lawrence is for me. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, that, yeah. that team was a dumpster fire. I, I kind of get it too, though, where it's like, it's almost like the worse he plays, the worse it will feel if you drop him and then he becomes productive on somebody else's team. So right. it's, I mean, it's just literally like, diamond hands, right? It's yeah. Like, well, so if you, you just if start you dump yeah, it's just the mental hole you dig yourself into, and then it's just hard to just let go. And I mean, you know, week seventeen, maybe it was a couple weeks too late for you there, but uh, you know, I'm 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 happy for you that you were you were able to let go. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a necessary separation. You know, I've been working on it with my therapist, so I'm just glad that I had that that breakthrough, and I can you know I can start next year clean slate.
Well, yeah, it sounds like you're getting your, uh, your money's worth from your, your therapist then. So, um, okay, well, let's see here. I mean, right now, uh, Yahoo's got you projected as a 10 point underdog compared to Todd. And I mean, we don't need to go through player by player here, but you know, I, I think it more or less, I think that looks about right to me. So I don't know. Do you have any, uh, do you have a prediction here? Like I think unfortunately, well, actually for two reasons, I'm unfortunately having to pick Todd, which is, I think a, just on paper, his team is just looking stronger right now. And B, um, I think last week Todd jinxed himself by being on the pod during the playoffs when he had a matchup. And I think, you know, he was punished for that. And he was actually hesitant to, to host again this week because of that same reason. And I think uh, you unwittingly by, by being here with me right now might have, might've sealed your fate. You're not getting that $150 back. Todd, you fucking suck. Oh man. I had, I just walked right into that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, t- Todd, somehow Todd has kind of gotten into your mind here at the end of the season and just sort of manipulated his way through. Uh, first first Rashad Penny, and now I've self-jinxed myself. That's great. That's great. Well, cool. It's been fun. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Yeah, so I guess, uh, does that mean uh, you're, 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 you're lacking in confidence now then? No, I mean, I mean, look, I have to do what I think any any good fantasy football player would do when they're on the podcast and pick myself to win. Um, and now Absolutely. I'm just going to have to, yeah, I'm just going to have to back it up with just, you know, fake things like, you know, Rashad Penny's clearly going to go for, you know, 25 points. You know, Waddle's going to have another, you know, game of the year and put up another 25 points. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, beat Todd. Uh, no, I think, you know, Todd's got a, got a great, He's he's got a got a great team. I think you know the, the the big questions here are what happens with Swift and and Kelsey. I think Kelsey's already returning. Um, I think there was a little bit more. I think Swift was maybe questionable. I don't know with the new with the new NFL memo around COVID. Uh, I don't really know what's going on. So I, I would say if Todd's team is at is at full strength, um, I mean we'll talk about the bust of the week. I have a bust in my opinion. Uh, may or may not be on Todd's team, but yeah, I, I I still I still have I think a tough road ahead of me if i'm gonna if i'm gonna beat todd and get that 150 dollars. yeah for sure i think uh yeah he was missing travis kelsey last week with covid and you know obviously he lost by more points than kelsey would have gotten him but yeah i i think uh that's the kind of guy he's getting back this week that could be a difference maker so yeah absolutely yeah unfortunately i mean so yeah i mean I, i think you've got every chance to pull off pull off the upset but yeah, I, I think if uh, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd have to go with Todd here. And, yeah, you and, know what? I, I, and mostly it's because of the jinx situation. <laughs> got it, guys. So it's not about my players. It's just about me being here on the pod today. Yeah, exactly. That's great. So now I have to tell my fiance whose birthday it is that not only am I here spending an hour of my time on her birthday doing the pod, but also I've jinxed myself and she has to decrease her plant budget by $150. She's going to be delighted. Yeah, Um Maybe we can have that uh, conversation on the pod as well, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that we need to bring the wives on and, you know, give them a little bit of chance to air their grievances. Uh, I think it would actually be be a, a, a great way for us to get a little bit more, you know, space in the situation. If we gave them their own pod or gave them some episodes of our pod, uh, we, we might get a little bit more TV time, TV time on Sundays. Yeah, I think we, we've talked about having some sort of wives episode, and I think that would be hilarious, but uh, I don't know how we can make that happen. 
I don't know either. I don't know either. But I do want to say one more thing about my team. You know, I, I think when I crafted my team, I thought that, you know, it had a lot, it, it had a really high ceiling, you know, and what I think I'm really just finding is that my team tends to have a much more consistent floor. Right. And so uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, you know, the re- part of the reason why I picked myself and part of the reason I constructed my team the way I did was that, you know, there was, there was this kind of initial boom bust mentality, but, you know, all these players kind of settled into a, a somewhat of a, of a rhythm. So if, if I'm going to go out, you know, I'm going to go out with a whimper, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be like a consistent 120 point game, but if I'm going to win, I think I'm going to, I'm going to crush Todd. So do you just want to put that out there, you know, jinx or not? Yeah. And I, I think uh, the guy that sort of on your team that really is like emblematic of that is probably like DK Metcalf, who oh my God. we all know is just like when he has his games, he can just be an absolute fucking beast. But yeah, he's just had a really rough stretch. And, you know, that floor is not, you know, isn't the highest. So, yeah, no, I think he's the kind of guy that really is like underperformed for you in a lot of the season and is sort of, yeah, just sort of represents what you're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't, he posted 20 points in week eight, and that was, ever since then, it's been, you know, two points, three points, four points. And it's not that the targets aren't there. I mean, he's getting the targets, and actually, he's also getting the receptions. It's just, he's not doing anything with them. Um, and, you know, obviously, that that team has been in a bit of disarray, and I think that's probably put more attention on him than usual. But, yeah, I mean, the dude is huge. He should, you know, he should be able to... <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson should have no problem seeing him and throwing the ball. The field, so, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how he bounces back next year. If uh, especially maybe he won't have Russ with him, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he's made of. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay, so with that, um, unless you've got anything else here, I think uh, we can move on to the uh, to the game that we've all been sort of the matchup we've been waiting for all season, which is the finals. We've got. Franco versus Ace. Um, mm-hmm. Franco, of course, was the champion last year, so he'll be uh, looking to repeat. He'll so he'll be trying to uh, earn his second title um, along with me and Holden, and he would also be the second repeat champion uh, along with Holden as well. And meanwhile, on the other side, Ace obviously was in the pits last year, so he's trying to pull off this kind of Cinderella fairy tale where he's going to go, you know, last to first. So. Um, yeah, kind of a you know really kind of divergent stories for them last year, but uh, yeah, they've made it to the finals. Yeah, and I you know I have to say hats off to Ace. I mean, he really he really really turned it around. I think it you know he had a really bad stroke of luck last year. You know, I think he had a lot of points for it, as I recall, but he just wasn't able to win the matchups. You know, yep. he did a great job. You know, constructing a, a decent team out the gate, and then yeah, he's been very attentive. You know, his his you know outdueling of me for, for Justin Jackson, I think is em- emblematic of, you know, how attentive he was this year and, and, you know, knowing what he had to do. Um, and he's got players that are, that are really hitting off at the right time. Right. I mean, you know, Harris is not, I don't think of him as, you know, as a fantasy football stud, but he had 28 points last game. I mean, ran in for three touchdowns. It's just his, his team is firing. I think if there's anybody that I would put up to, play against and try to take the championship from Franco, it would have to be ace. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think ace has 
done really well this season with, I think he put together a great team at the beginning of the season. Um, I was critical of how he drafted and obviously all of my takes at the beginning of the season have proven to be just diametrically just opposed to the reality. But um, and he navigated, you know, he's, he's had Saquon like basically be a non-factor all season. He currently doesn't even have Saquon in his starting lineup in championship week, which, <clears throat> you know, if you go back to draft day and you said Ace, you know, spending however much he did on Saquon and he'd be in the final with Saquon on his bench, you know, you'd probably think, you know, that's not going to happen. So I think he's, yeah, like you're saying, he's done really well to navigate throughout the season. And um, yeah, I, I guess the only thing I see is that I think uh, he's just really weak at quarterback. Um, he's mm-hmm. starting Mac Jones and Carson Wentz this week, which just, you know, yeah, matchup he, aside is just a tough place to be, I think. Right. I mean, he has a really tough upcoming decision to make, right? Because Baker's he, – he picked up Baker. Baker's coming back. And he's got Garoppolo, who's probably not going to play. And he's got Wentz, who has COVID, right? So, so it, because of the new NFL memo, I don't know whether, the, you know, Carson Wentz is going to be able to play. And if he does, I mean, then, then he's going to have to decide between Jones, Wentz, and Baker. And that's yeah, just... No, yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I forgot about the Carson Wentz news. But yeah, I think he's unvaccinated. So I don't think he's going to play, which means, yeah, he'd be yeah, plugging but... in Baker there. Oof, yeah, that uh, that's really rough. Right. And, and to be fair, that was actually one of the reasons why I picked up Trey Lance for eight dollars because ace only had seven and right it's just kind of a little little bit of a fuck you uh i i wanted him to feel my pain um got it i don't even know actually i don't even know if he was going to pick him up who knows uh but but yeah i i don't know with the new memo if unvaccinated players i mean the nfl is just removing uh you know rules you know one after the other so for all i know they're like as long as you aren't you know deathly ill and vomiting all over the place you can play so who knows what's going to happen with with carson wentz but yeah, I mean, I think I said it in the in the group chat last week, you know, when you're deciding between QB3s, like there are no good options, right? It's just yeah. you just don't know. I mean, you're 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 basically looking for uh a QB3 to just, you know, show up and play. I mean, you know, Todd was giving me shit about uh who was it? It was Wilson, Fromm, and Lawrence, and he was, you know, he said go with go with Fromm who scored 0.2 points. Uh over Wilson, who scored, I think, 22 points and ran for a 56-yard rush. I mean, so, you know, it's just – it's impossible to predict when you're dealing with with QBs of this of this stature. And I think, you know, that's going to be tough. He's going to have to pick the right two quarterbacks to play amongst Jones, Wentz, Mayfield, if Wentz plays, or just play, you know, Mayfield and Jones. Yeah. Um, I think you're totally right about the sort of just – total crapshoot that mediocre quarterbacks are and just I think that's where Franco just has this massive advantage in this matchup where he's starting Josh Allen and Joe Burrow who just went off this past week I think he had like the fourth most passing yards in a game like ever which is pretty wild and uh, he's going up against Kansas City so uh, you know you'd expect a high scoring game so you know I think uh, yeah that's definitely a deficiency that you know, Ace is going to have to overcome. Um, I think, uh, yeah, you know, just looking up and down the lineup, I just, you know, I, I don't want to jump to predictions quite yet, but uh, yeah, I, I think overall Franco is just looking really strong. He's made great uh, 
you know, transactions throughout the year. I think he's been ahead of the curve on a couple of pickups like Ronald Jones, who you mentioned earlier. Um, he traded for Mark Andrews, who has just been an absolute beast for the last few weeks. And I think he's the tight end one right now for the season. So yeah, he's just made a lot of really solid moves that I think are that just put him over the top for this week. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as unbalanced as as Yahoo is predicting, but I would agree with you. You know, I, I think his team is just really well composed. His quarterbacks stand out amongst any of the of the teams in our league. You know, it would be a it would be a tough task for anybody. Uh, and I think, you know, yeah, Ace is especially deficient at QB, although so so am I, just to point that out. It's not, you know, nothing against just, just Ace. But, uh, you know, wide receivers, I, I think I like Aces more than I like Franks. But, um, you know, I, I think Franco just rounds out his team much better. Yeah, he has Andrews. Uh, he has Montgomery. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I don't see I don't see a path to success for Ace. I, um you know, I, I, I think Franco's team, I mean, what did they put up last week? A hundred, you know, to 205 points. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think it was, it was Holden that came on the podcast and said, I always try to get my team to 160 points. That's, that's how he knows he's competitive. And I don't know, that sounds like a pretty arbitrary number to me. And I'm sure it changes based on the settings of every league. But, you know, if you use that as a, as a, you know, measure of success, I mean, Franco's predicted to have 168 points. So that's, you know, that's more than enough competition uh, <laughs> for, for Ace to, to, to try to handle. That's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, no, and, and so Franco is projected right at about 19 or so points ahead of Ace, which is, I don't know, we all know, again, Yahoo, not the most uh, accurate, but I mean, it's definitely indicative of Franco being a heavy favorite. And I think, yeah, basically Ace just has has a, really steep uphill matchup here but I mean I guess the one thing that could be the equalizer is you know we haven't seen this sort of this week the kind of explosive rate of COVID cases like we did you know the last couple weeks before that but right I think there is still time for another twist you know like some like an outbreak on some team that could you know if you know Burrow gets COVID or something like that I think that's the kind of thing that's still definitely possible and could potentially swing the matchup but i think uh yeah aside from hoping for you know some pretty big underperformance from franco's team i think that's the kind of external factor that could tip things in ace's favor and that's what you'd be hoping for right now yeah i just think that the nfl is clearly trying to avoid as many covid tags as possible right i mean they are they're really just putting out memo after memo you know don't test this person let that person play I mean, I think, like I said, I, I, I don't think they they don't want to stop games. They don't want to make them any less competitive. So <laughs> I don't think more people are going to be getting more people are going to be getting COVID. But the NFL is going to clearly be saying we don't care. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think another actually, you know, COVID factor here to, that's, you know, worth considering is that Franco's got COVID himself. So mm, I think mm. that could that could push things in either direction where either, you know, it seems like he's not super sick. So he's probably just more locked in on fantasy football than he would be otherwise, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. which could actually be bad for Ace. But if Franco were to get a little bit more, you know, symptomatic here, maybe that actually, you know, it, it, it hurts his ability to focus on fantasy football. So, yeah, I, I think uh you know, Franco being on the COVID list is a potential, you know, 
you know, there, there is some potential impact here. On yeah. That. I mean, look, I think, I think it also goes in the direction of, of tinkering, right? I mean, how much tinkering right. is Franco going to do between now and Sunday if he, if he can't do anything other than think about fantasy football, right? I mean, you know, I was Googling Austin Eckler every 10 minutes. There's a lot of news out there that you can read, you know, and, and I wouldn't trust all of it. So I think, frankly, the, the, the more that Frank is, you know, hanging out in bed, looking at his phone, you know, wondering what might be if he were to, you know, maybe put Aaron Jones in, uh, you know, maybe play Amari Cooper. I mean, he's he's got a lot of players with that kind of right on the line type matchups, right? I mean, not playing Amari Cooper, playing St. Brown, that's interesting. You know, maybe you uh, switch that up, right? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think I, I think Franco could out tinker himself. Yeah. And I think uh, a final factor here then, you know, in just in terms of tinkering is just the Todd micromanagement factor in, and whose, whose ear is, is Todd chirping at right now, you know, and it's almost not even about whether Todd is right or wrong. It's just that he, he's going to make you think about it. And right. Once you start just getting into that kind of like mindset of just like, should I or shouldn't I, you always feel like you're about to make the wrong decision. So you switch your decision and then that, that ends up being the wrong decision. So, you know, if, if I, I think there is a little TNN kind of uh, propaganda possibility here as well, especially depending on how Franco's tinkering ability is with his COVID thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that TNN artificially inflates, you know, news lines. Right. I mean, that's that's what it is. You 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 turn nothing into something. And so anytime there is a TNN update, you know, you, you have to look at it and wonder whether or not it was news that you should have already been paying attention to. And then you assume that everyone else is paying attention to that news. And so then you assume it's a big deal. Right. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know, you know, where is Todd right now? You know, what is he doing? Um, you know, evidently he, he laid this trap. Right. So so clearly he's been thinking about, he's been thinking about this for a couple of days. Thanks, Todd. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. He's 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 got to be talking to Franco. I mean, Ace, if I was you, I would not pick up Todd's phone calls. Do not answer any text messages. Um, you've got a tough road ahead of you enough as it is. Don't don't let Todd chirp in your ear. Um, turn on yeah. your phone. Don't yeah, listen to TNN updates. Yeah. Send Todd straight to voicemail or spam for sure. Um, well, actually, I'm actually noticing, though, that Franco has made two tinkering moves this morning, one around 8 a.m. and then one around 9.15 a.m. So it seems like he's actually pretty glued to the to the Yahoo app here. So I don't know. He's uh, it seems like he's pretty engaged. And uh, oh, that's interesting. He dropped he picked up Jacoby Myers and dropped Chase Claypool. Is he going to start Jacoby Myers? Right. Or. Yeah, I'm right. I mean, it's not exactly a blocking move because Ace is pretty set at wide receiver. So, well, yeah. who knows? But uh, yeah, Franco, Franco's definitely tankering a little bit here. So, we'll see if. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, if he, if this ends up being a close matchup and he tinkers his way to a loss, that would be, that would be kind of a funny end of the season. But we'll see. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, and also one thing. I mean, I'm looking at it here, and he's tinkering with a kicker. Uh, that's one thing I I would never do i mean to tinker with a kicker is a really 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 bad idea because a, a kicker can get 10 points they can get maybe even 15 points uh but they can also get two points and if you start tinkering with your kicker uh you just don't know which direction you're gonna go and if it's a close matchup 
and you lose by the amount that your last kicker could have got you, you will never, ever forgive yourself. I mean, that is just a dark pit of despair. I have been there. Uh, we, I play in a fantasy football league that does not exist. I won't mention it, but uh, but we, we we you lose points if kickers miss uh, field goals. Mm. And oh, I, I like have, that. I, I have I have lost the semifinals one time because I tinkered with the kicker and uh, it was a dark day. So, Bronco, don't do it. Wow. Okay. Um, words of caution here. Um, okay. So we've uh, already kind of alluded to this, but in terms of just your final championship prediction, uh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going Franco. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, barring any kind of TNN interaction, any kind of tinkering. Uh, I, I imagine that this is going to end up being, you know, Franco repeats, uh, Ace takes second, uh, Todd takes third. You know, I, I, I'd love to put myself there. And in fact, Todd, you know, predicted me third uh, it, after I think his, after the draft. So, you know, there's a little jinx there for himself. Uh, but, but I imagine I'm going to fall to fourth and, uh, and that's how we'll end the year. Yeah. And so I'd have to agree with you. I'm going to, I, yeah, I have to take Frank here. Um, you know, he's, so again, he's uh, projected to win by about 19, 20 points or so. So, you know, all it mm-hmm. takes is Ace's team to overperform by 10 and Franco's team to underperform by 10. And that sort of, right. That, that, like, when I think of it that way, it seems very realistic that Ace does have a path to victory, but ultimately, yeah, I, I think I do have to agree with the projections here. And yeah, I, I would take Franco uh, first, a second, uh, Todd third, and like you said, unfortunately, I think you'll slot in and fourth, just missing out on the money. So, uh, yeah, budget accordingly for today, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and again, I just I want to say that, you know, as much as I would love to be in the championships, and I'm sure Todd would as well, I, I, I think this is the best championship matchup that we could have asked for. I will be glued to the TV. I don't know if anybody has any Thursday players here. Uh, I don't see it. Is there no Thursday game? Um, but but you know, starting Sunday at 10 a.m., I am going to be tuned into this. This is this is very exciting. And I think if it had been me versus Franco or Todd versus Franco, uh, you know, or I guess it couldn't have been Todd versus Franco. But uh, but you know, it, it just wouldn't have been that great. And so right. uh, this is a prime time matchup here. Uh, yeah, I think that Franco is going to pull it out. Uh, but I. I think Ace could, and both these teams have potential booms all over the place. Um, and I don't think that there's a lot of busting. You know, I think that they're they're going to have kind of like even keel. They may just hit their floors, but their floors are still kind of high. So I'm excited, super excited to see how this goes. Nice, yeah. And I guess the only thing that could make this better is if there were a couple of, you know, if they each had like a Monday night player, that would be kind of taking this matchup into the final night of the season. But Unfortunately, at least as their starting lineups are constructed now, this will all be wrapped up by the end of Sunday. There are a couple players in the late Sunday game, so uh, that one should be a good watch. At least now we've got, yeah. we've got running backs yeah. head-to-head, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones on either side of that late Sunday matchup. So, yeah, I think uh, that, should be, uh, that should be exciting. Yeah, um, yeah it'll be good. So with that, let's uh, wrap up with our busts of the week. Uh, you've got somebody for us? Uh, I do. I, I, I do. I'm going to go with Dak. Interesting. So we're looking at your matchup here. So Dak as a bust of the week, huh? Coming off of a yeah. huge game. Uh, well, and that's, and that's part of it. 
right? Because I think that there's a, you know, there's a presumption that, uh, you know, Dak is back and, you know, it's just going to be all, all gravy from here. But, uh, but I don't think so. You know, he, he struggled in the, in the three games preceding, you know, he had a, a, obviously a fantastic game against Washington, but uh, Cardinals are a different beast. I think uh, I, I think that's my bust. Uh, Yahoo's got him projected for 24 points. I think we're going to see a, a regression, uh, you know, back down to somewhere in the in the low, you know, teens range. Got you. Yeah. And oh man, that yeah, that Cowboys Washington matchup. I, I saw a Absolutely lot of jokes. I saw a lot of jokes online about, uh, you know, history repeating itself with Cowboys and, uh, and, and Indians, but uh, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, leave it, leave it till NFL fans to come up with, to come up and play that out there with no shit. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for my bust of the week, uh, I'm looking to the championship matchup and unfortunately I'm looking at Ace's team and I think it's going to be Devin Singletary. Um, he's, I think throughout his NFL career, he's shown that he's like a serviceable NFL player, but just not, not an effective fantasy asset really. And, you know, he's had a few good games in a row here, which, you know, in one hand you think he's maybe he's trending upwards on the season, but my guess is that he's in for a, he he's due for a flop here. I think it's just a team that doesn't run the ball very much. And, um, yeah, I, I think the overperformance is more of an outlier than than a trend in the right direction. So I think, sadly for Ace, uh, you know, it's hard to start Saquon. You know, it's hard to trust in you know any part of that Giants offense. But I might just roll him out instead of Singletary and just you know lean into lean into the guy that you you know the stud that you or the guy you drafted to be your stud running back and sort of see what he can give you at the end of the season, but I can understand why you wouldn't do that as well. But either way, I'm picking Devin Singletary. Uh, yeah, I'll call him Devin Single Digits. Um, he's he's about, to, single about digits. to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Devin Single Digits. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think Singletary, uh, I had him last year, and he is just all over the place. He can be good, and he can just have terrible games for no for no reason. I mean, he, he shows these these flashes, and then he just – turns up field and gets nowhere um so uh, i yeah i I think it's entirely possible uh i would agree with you you know ace should maybe just put in saquon that's that's so hard to do you know i mean last week saquon you know i think he had nothing you know two or two points or something it's just he's so hard to trust at this juncture uh that team is also a dumpster fire uh, Absolutely, I I, I, under, I understand why he's doing it, but I think that that might be a little bit of a tinker too far. Yeah, that that's exactly how I I'd see it as well. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's a bit of an overthink, but I I get it. Is yeah, like you're saying. Anyway, any unless you've got a uh, any 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 parting thoughts here, Cappy, or uh, are we good to to wrap this up? Okay, well, I'm not sure if we've got Cappy with us anymore. So uh, with that, um, yeah, I've got a big week coming up here. Uh, good luck to both Ace and Frank. Um, hopefully we'll get a close matchup here that that comes down to the wire in that Sunday afternoon game. And uh, hopefully we'll be in for an exciting finish. Maybe, you know, a Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, tackle for a loss, Aaron Jones, fumble, something like that could swing the matchup in the last night. So 
hopefully we'll have some kind of exciting ending like that. But anyway, with that, uh, Pits and Peril signing off for now. And uh, there will be hopefully some sort of uh, postseason wrap-up pod coming next week. So, uh, yeah, see you guys later.